Welcome to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by PointsBet. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. And remember, with that $50 or more first-time deposit, you'll receive a free CHGO membership. That unlocks all of our great web content, and you'll even get a free shirt of your choice from the CHGO Locker. Two grand in free bets, a free CHGO membership, and a free t-shirt from the CHGO Locker. All that for making a $50 or more first-time deposit at PointsBet. How's it going? I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Good morning, fellas. Good to see you from a distance. I like seeing you Sup. in person better, but you know, this Sup. is fine. This how's, the, uh, how's the old framing going there, Jay? Not great. It's been a, uh, <laughs> I, it's something I hadn't really considered. For those that don't know, I'm trying to frame my uh, Blackhawks jersey. I tweeted out a photo, um, and I realized when all your jerseys are double X, you might need a bigger frame than most people get. Um, so I have oh, a man. friend who used to work at Michael's, and I'm going to see if she can um, make it look a little more presentable. It doesn't have to be perfect. I'm not like, you know. Right, yeah. I'd like it to look a little better than it does. That would be helpful. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can always reach out to our guy Joey Z. Framing is his passion. Oh, that's good. Never to know. met. I have right, never met anybody that. who uh, who enjoys framing as much as our guy Joey Z with the Rockford Ice Hogs. So, do I have to bring it to Rockford? Um, I don't know. Maybe he can. Uh, <laughs> there it is. Uh, maybe he could. There we are. Could give you some FaceTime pointers on how to line everything up. I don't know. But uh, no, here, the problem is anything that requires precision. Forget yeah, it. Not me. You can give me. You can give me all the pointers in the world. That's fine. I'm, I'm I, so bad at DIY stuff. Yeah, I yeah, can't. So it, like even even framing a photo, like um, not framing, like mounting a photo, like normal, like a framed yeah, picture, uh, just a picture frame. No, it's anything that requires any sort of precision or measuring or cutting or anything pinning. I'm out. I was hoping that this would kind of work like the one we have in the studio, the CHGO jersey we have in the studio. That's basically just on a hanger, which is what this is. Mm-hmm. But it's just the jersey's too big. So I'm going to see if my friend can salvage it. I might just have to order a bigger frame. So we'll see. But Coming soon, a uh, frame jersey frame raffle on CHGO. <laughs> just the frame. Yeah. Just, just the, frame. the yeah. frame. Those in need of a frame. <laughs> Skilled labor is not my thing either. I am the most unhandy person in the world. Um, I am a, I am a uh, service contractor's dream. If something needs fixed, I pick up the phone and pay somebody to do it for me because I oh, want yeah. it done right the first time. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, hopefully. Like all these I people, saved. they watch... They watch these YouTube videos. Oh, in three minutes, I learned how to change my water heater. F that. I'm calling somebody and I'll pay them to do it. I'm jumping in here because I totally agree. <laughs> I, these, these hands, these hands aren't this smooth for uh, because I work at the house. However, <laughs> I actually just swapped out my kitchen faucet on Sunday, and I'm pretty damn proud of myself. Yeah, it, see, it's hey, like stuff like that. Though, where like the whole. See, here's the thing. I can do stuff like that. If the hole's already cut, if I'm replacing something that's already yeah. there, that yeah. I can do. But if you, I needed to like drill a hole into a marble top or a granite oh, countertop, no. oh my god, <laughs> hell no! Yeah, no, like I can yeah. fix the, the carburetor on my lawnmower because all I do is you undo one screw what and then you name? basically just clean it. Like I you can said, do that. You said carburetor, and my face just <laughs> oh, I don't know how it works. I just know <laughs> how to clean it. I feel like a man when I change out the toilet seat. You know, that's when I feel like, oh, I'm so fuck, I'm so powerful. Yeah, that's that's about the best I can yeah, do. Yeah, you know, I just had to take care of the old toilet seat there. Oh, change no those problem. wiper blades on the car. Oh yeah, call me a grease monkey. Oh, yeah. it took three hours, but I got it done. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I was hoping it would be easier because I saw the CHGO jersey in the studio. I'm like, all right, that looks pretty straightforward. Let me see if I can figure that out. I'm going to try and show that off. Like, I'll, I'll yeah, be it's back. It's not bad. Don't yeah. break it. Don't drop it. <laughs> anyway, so the whole the show, show will not be about jersey framing. That's uh, that's not – I know it is August 11th, but there is actually more to get to. Um, we're going to do Throwback Thursday. Today we're going to talk about Tony Esposito who passed away one year ago yesterday. We're not going to be all bummed out about it. We're going to talk about how great he was and how important he is to this franchise because he is. He is mm-hmm. one of their all-time leaders in every category that counts for goalies um, and a hell of a guy that everybody loved. I think everybody's got a, a Tony O story. I was in, in, entertained by your story, Mario, about when you found out uh, he passed and where you were when that happened, which is pretty funny. Uh, but we've, oh, got, yeah, we've yeah. got a little bit of, uh, of Blackhawks news first. Uh, Mario, you discovered this, and I know we, that we uh, may. I don't know if we Lawrence is back from, from stealing a jersey <laughs> yet. Um, but Caleb Jones's mother, Amy, uh, tweeted out, "Congrats to Caleb on signing his one-year deal with the Blackhawks." So that's a pretty good source, I would say. I yeah, I would think so. Yeah, she's got some inside information. I'd say that's uh, some other a step above a scorse might actually be a real source. Yeah, uh, yeah. some other information on her. Uh, Twitter is not as interesting, um, but yeah, uh, well, it's it's a protected account. I mean, if, wonder if you, why if you follow her and she follows you. All all the all the best to 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 you and to her. Yes, she's passionate about her hockey playing sons, and I'll yeah. just leave it at that. Yeah, she is. So yeah, I, I mean, if uh, the Blackhawks have said nothing about uh, Caleb Jones having his deal done, um, I I mean. There's no reason to believe it won't happen. Obviously, he has the qualifying offer, him and Philip Kurishev. We're just kind of waiting on that to be officially done. Um, it's not like we're you know, trying to figure out arbitration settlements or whatever. Like it's just it's two guys that are just gonna get, you know, a couple hundred, you know, close to a million, probably less, I'm sure. Uh, one year deals, nothing huge. But yeah, I mean, it, it seems like that would be the information uh, source where you could say, yeah, I think that that's, <laughs> I think that's going to happen. I don't think she, but yeah, uh, we'll, she, we'll she see what the, uh, the official thing is. She didn't tweet. She wasn't like Kevin weeks and tweet it like from a bathroom or anything like that. It's yeah, uh, no, there's, there's the, uh, the screenshot of the tweet. Um, one year. So deal. Yeah. 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 One, one year deal. Uh, whenever this was screenshotted was this, this was an hour. So this isn't an old tweet. Uh, it's not, you know, I don't think anyone's trying to uh, trying to fake news Caleb Jones's RFA deal. But uh, if if they are, I mean, find a hobby, maybe pick up framing or something. But uh, yeah, help me out. But we'll uh, we'll, we'll speaking see of framing, guys, there, there I, I set the there camera up for you. That's our favorite player. Yeah. Yeah. He's number 22, number 22 in your playbooks. Number one in our hearts. Look at Chuck that up. thing. Charges. See that one worked out good. I don't know. It's just a smaller jersey. I got to see what size that one is. I'm sure. Um, Dave, Dave like Chuggo, Blackhawks great. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> definitely one of the newer ones. You know, where they're more form fitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an Adidas. And um, um, speaking of jerseys, I think we need to. We owe somebody an apology after yesterday's uh, <laughs> episode when yes. we put up the screenshot of the. Um, 
Germany jersey if you were watching along. Yeah. And the, the last name said blank, and we were all like making fun, thinking that was just like what they put on their generic jersey, and you can add your name here. But then it turns out there's really a guy named it's Alexander a, Blanc. He's real and he's injured. spectacular, and he played pretty good. And uh, he's a yeah, twenty he year old. Good, uh, good for him. Yeah, undrafted. Um, so maybe maybe the Blackhawks need to to add some Blanc to their uh, lineup here. But yeah, yes, our uh, apologize to young Mister Blanc. He is a real person. That was his jersey, and he scored a hat trick. So that and that's yeah. how we find f- found out. I was I was like in our faces. I was like Germany blank hat trick. What? And I saw the video <laughs> and I was like number twenty four. Oh no! <laughs> I hope that our fans can forgive us for not knowing every player on the roster for Team it's Germany. True. I if hope there's no have... Lucas Reichel. I I didn't look at the roster. So sorry. yeah, yeah. Uh, and speaking of the World Junior Championships, another uh, very poorly attended hot crowd. A two, hot th- crowd. According to uh, Ian Kennedy, two thousand seven hundred and ninety nine people. That's the biggest crowd so far. We're on hand for the Canada and Latvia game. Um, and pictures <laughs> look like an empty arena, as you'd yeah, expect. And we sure does. spent a lot of time talking about this on yesterday's show and, and sort of uh, how it's a bit of an issue and how some ways they can fix it. But I think we speculated a little bit yesterday saying, hey, um, maybe it's just because Canada wasn't playing that day and it's the first day and people aren't really intrigued in these matchups. And I guess we could roll that thought over into, well, it's Latvia, it's the round robin round, and, and hopefully when you get into the tournament rounds, it gets a little more populated, and it will. Uh, but boy, this is, I, I think if you were to ask, you know, IAHF officials what they were expecting attendance-wise, uh, they would be, you know, pretty disappointed. And, yeah, and this, is, this is a failure. Yes. This is an yeah, epic failure. Not, not good. Well, Mario, you point out, you looked up that they're charging seventy dollars a game, Canadian yeah. dollars. I mean, I think I it was, what... I think it was the same. Stephen Ellis here uh, earlier in the day put out a, a screen cap of whatever website is selling tickets, and in, you could see all the empty seats. And the cheapest ticket on that site was seventy dollars, which yeah, I assume is, I assume is the a primary market, not a secondary market thing, but seventy bucks. Yeah, like how are you how are you not how are you not just on the street corners being like hey canada latvia here's your ticket yeah. like come sit on the side with the cameras and at least make it look full i mean yeah holy sports sheesh. teams have done that forever when they're um now if it's 70 bucks to get you at that seat for like the entire day all three games then okay i that's a good deal but if it's just for yeah. one game if you no. were to do like a a, a, a preliminary round like game pass for like yeah, 100 buy your seat for the entire for the week yeah do it i don't know it's so yeah pretty, I'm, I'm looking it, at i'm looking at his tweet and it says tons of tickets are available for the canada latvia game so yeah. what's look at this looks like one game and we, we could verify this but it, this looks like the ticket. price for one game that's the cheapest ticket is 70 bucks to see a preliminary game at the world juniors that's why you're that's a big reason why your stadium is freaking yeah. empty like get over yourselves. Like the, this isn't the night game had like twelve people. Twelve people. Yeah, at pregame warmups, there was a tweet somebody tweeted out where he okay. literally counted out, counted twelve people in the stands for that, and they and so twelve people saw the Holy Alexander smoke. Block hat trick last night. Um, four That's people insane. for each goal. Yeah, it's it's pathetic. It's really pathetic. So maybe like 
don't host this tournament in Edmonton ever again because obviously they don't care. Well, I mean, it, there are a lot of factors. Yeah, but I know it's August. Yeah. It's not the real tournament. Blah blah blah. All these things, but maybe I guarantee you, if this tournament was being played in Minnesota, you'd have. Yeah, I think it'd be different. Minimum yeah. at every game. It might not be a sellout, but it's not going to look like this. You'd have and more than 12 freaking people. Yes, I can guarantee I, you I'm that. Sure exactly. You would. And yeah. I think that the 12 people thing maybe leads to the idea that you have to buy tickets for each individual game. Probably. Yeah. 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 Here, I mean, when you have to get more, into all three is how you do it. I mean, it's when you just, have more popcorn vendors than, than people in the <laughs> seats, that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. Imagine being one of the ushers, and someone is someone shows you their ticket that they they go in, they go and sit at their seat, and then they move closer to the glass, and you're like, hey, 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 back in your seat. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah they they've got to do it like the uh, the WWE shows where they just populate just the crowd. Put them everybody the on the camera side. Yeah. Put them yeah. on the camera side. Yeah. Yep. Wow, look at all these look at all these fans. It's sold out. Yeah. Nope. I mean, I know this isn't a money. Yeah, there it well, is. I mean, it's not necessarily a people money in the crowd. Thing, Holy crap. Like, I know the main goal of the World Juniors is not to make money like an NHL game, but I mean, this is this is the disaster at this but, point. But if, yeah, yes, if, if you're two but, days but you, in, but you don't hold this tournament at a loss, you know, right? Oh, yeah. well, this is a major loss. This this one you're going to. This is a major nope. loss. They yeah. are they are taking a bath on this one. Um, mm -hmm. so here's an idea: stop but, holding it in NHL arenas. Maybe give it to some cities around the world that would actually care about it because they don't get it every other year. Right. Um, and then maybe not have a bunch of scandals too. that turn. Yeah, that also, yeah, that's, that that's, also that's a weird one. I mean, I know, As, that's a, you know. Uh, we got a comment here from from our friend Narfin 26 here. Is it a possibility that people might be boycotting the games because of <laughs> what's going on with Hockey Canada? I, that's a legitimate. It's a question. factor. Yeah, for sure. It's a factor. I mean, if I was. You know, the father of a young woman who is a hockey fan, I wouldn't give Hockey Canada my money right now. Uh, I wouldn't support yeah. them. I So, you know, it, I'm sure that is a fact. That is a contributing factor. I think there's 10 to 12 contributing factors that are all making this into yeah. a pretty embarrassing turnout. Just like there were 10 to 12 people in the crowd. You know, I liked a different one of Steven's tweets last night. Uh, where is it? Let me see if I can grab that for you. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. Here it is. Look at that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He does that uh, all the time. He's really that's his, that. that's, that's yeah. a shtick for, from Steven that, uh, well, he does he doesn't do the, uh, he doesn't have the broadcast rights. So, he, you know, that, that's, he, uh, that's a hell of a sports by the goalie though. Yeah. Wow. That <laughs> yeah. is impressive. Kids, but kids yeah, massive as, legs. As no Roy's just rage said, hopefully I'll watch Bedard light it up yes. last night. Future Chicago Blackhawks legend. That's Connor why Bedard. we're watching. Maybe he, we're not he, there, but he got it. Uh, he got it started. I want to go back to Nerfin's comment about uh, people boycotting because of Boycott, the controversies. Yeah. Um, I do think that like Greg said, you know, if you, if he had a daughter or whatever, I, you wouldn't want to give your money to hockey Canada. I wouldn't either, but we are very familiar with how little, the majority, not the majority, how little people do care about these things in the periphery. Yeah. They're like, eh, I'm going to a hockey game. I don't care. I don't want to hear about the other stuff. I right. I use hockey as an escape. Sports is my escape. Whatever. Yeah. Um, innocent. And then there's the people that are even more bullish about it, like innocent and proven guilty. Boys will be boys. Yada, yada, yada. I, I don't think that. Yes, it's one of the many factors probably. But I think if that was the only factor, you'd be seeing a pretty populated World Junior Championships because I think most people, I, I keep saying most, I don't want to say most, but I think a, a good portion of people um, 
just don't care. They just don't care. It's they can separate the what happened in 2008 and, and whatever else and just say, eh, I'm going to go watch some hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I think that's sorry, that, not 08. Yeah, well, and 2003. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that 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 I get what you're saying, but I, I, I would say like, you know, from 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 what we've seen of the of the coverage of this story and whatnot it is an ongoing story in canada as these games are going on so i i don't rick westhead was on the tsn broadcast talking about everything going on and and then leading into oh yeah and and the games are being played so i think it's it, it the, the whole story is still pretty front and center and i think in canada especially because it's the canadian government is being involved in in, in all of this I, th- I think there is some probably some still, you know, uh, significant um, care being shown for this story. And I, I agree. It's not necessarily the main factor for why these games are not well attended, but I definitely think it is a contributing factor to it. Um, and and I, I, I would I would say as far as what I can tell from Canadian response to 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 the story is that it is it is rather significant, which is deserving of that kind of response for what the story is. Oh, I hope, yeah. I hope it's a big factor. I really do. Yeah, that I would hope be, it's a would be wonderful yeah. if it was uh, it's long overdue that you would see to see some actual yeah. out and your best way to show your outrage at anything is to not give it money is mm-hmm. to stop paying attention and stop providing it with funds. That's the best way to show your outrage. And, and you if, watch, if it, I, I hope it is the biggest reason that the stadium is empty, but and I, you I watch the games. None of the a lot of the sponsors are not yep. on the ice, not on the nope. boards. Nope. So yeah, well, uh, yeah. The other thing too is if you're trying to sell this, you know, you're trying to get sponsors for the December tournament, and they're watching these games. Like no one, clearly, no one's watching this. There's 12 people in the building. Yeah, and, which is also uh, in Canada. Yeah, like why would we put our money towards this? That's why it's real bad that it's going this poorly. And and again. Um, maybe with the There's tournament the, rounds and no Canada looking to medal, it will it will pop up, and you can see the boards there on uh, Kevin McGrand's tweet. Literally, no ads it's on the just, boards, and yeah, can be seen it's just in that the, shot. It's just the logo of the tournament. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty crazy to think about. Just to see in this day and age, not a single sponsor on on a hockey rink board yeah. in a major yeah. in a in an NHL arena. It's pretty nuts. Can um, we make a call and see what it would cost to get a CHGO Blackhawks or CHGO Sports logo on the boards? <laughs> I'll get right on that. Yeah, I got probably idea. like nine nine Canadian dollars at this point. Yeah, they'll take any money. Oh, that's good. They'll just give us some free tickets. I got oh, twenty five yeah. bucks to to <laughs> well, donate to the cause. We could probably buy the entire sponsorship package with the money that's in the he who shall not be named jar right now. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, good call. Uh, Stan Bowman. There, I just put another buck in there. Oh, oh nice. now we got well, team player. Now we here, got now we got player. on. I, now we got jersey patches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. See, yeah. I'm a team guy. No, you can't question that. <laughs> but are Sam you though, Bowman, because you're not bucks. actually here? I, I, oh no, I, I won't forget. I We're gonna track. make him throw that dollar in Monday morning. Yeah, I no just doubt. said it again yeah. too. So two bucks. Oh, two bucks. Two bucks. Setting up bucks. a Ven- Venmo account for the for the <laughs> for the can. All right. Well, I'm gonna start making my money back here, and I know the best way for me to do that is with the Points Bet app. 
I'm going to download it. Well, I already did like months ago. And when I did, I used the, the code CHGL and I got two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Then I went ahead and I made a $50 first-time deposit and I got a free CHGO membership and a free shirt of the place where I work. It's outstanding. You can do all these things too. You don't have to be a, a CHGO deal. employee to get these deals. Download the points bet app, use the code CHGO. You'll get two risk-free bets up to $2,000 and that $50 or more first-time deposit gets you that free CHGO membership. Another free bet dropped yesterday after the show, five free dollars. I put five bucks on Notre Dame to win the national championship because why yeah. not? It's free money and they've got a decent shot. So let's not go. Not when you use Notre Dame. That's not free money. Don't get me started on this. They've been in the BCS uh, final four, oh, yeah. what, like BCS, three times, four sure. times? The yeah. BCS. Yeah, that's 2011. <laughs> cool. You know what I mean? Take the, your uh, college football information from Jay Zawaski. The college football playoff they've been in the uh, many, many times. Because they have, they yeah. How did, how, how's it gone for them, though? They've lost to Alabama and Clemson. Joined a freaking club. They've done what everybody <laughs> does. <laughs> At least they got there. Jesus. Hey, they're Chicago's Big Ten team. That, well, they're not in the Big Ten, but yes, that's true. They are Chicago's team. In hockey, team. they are, and that's all that matters. Yes, that's all that matters they are, on the show. Uh, they are Chicago's team, as much as other teams don't want to admit that. They sure <laughs> as hell are. Because um, guess my, what? They're not my team. There are people that live south of Roosevelt. It's true. People live south of Roosevelt. Sometimes. They, they, yeah, they call themselves Chicagoans. Exactly. Uh, anyway, bet along. Look for those free bets. Make sure you got those emails uh, subscribed. Make sure they're not going to your spam folder. Because they will alert you. Hey, this hour, you've got a $5 they, free bet. They keep, will tell you. Yep. Keep abreast of that on the PointsBet app. Download it. Use the code CHGO. It is time to elevate your live betting game. Once the game starts, don't just bet. Live your bet life with PointsBet. And if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services. And I think, and, yeah. And, yeah. We're also brought to you by our friends at, at Athletic Greens. Proud are the Athletic Greens people of their AG1 formula. What is that? Well, I'll tell you. Mm. It's a formula designed to improve your gut health, optimize your immune system, and give you more natural energy. In just one scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. And if you eat uh, different, if you have different dietary restrictions, or eat uh, eat a uh, keto diet, paleo, vegan, whatever it is, uh, if you're gluten free or dairy free, with AG One, you're good to go. You can incorporate it into your life, no matter how busy you might be. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop of AG One in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health to make it easy on you guys athletic greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase when you go to athleticgreens.com slash chgo blackhawks again that's athleticgreens.com slash chgo blackhawks to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance all right so yesterday was the one year anniversary of the passing of Tony Esposito, one of the all-time Blackhawk greats, as we know, one of the retired numbers, number 35, up there in the rafters uh, for all of eternity for the Chicago Blackhawks. And this being Throwback Thursday, 
think it makes a lot of sense to talk about Tony Esposito. Um, I found a book in my uh, little library here, and I'm going to read from it. A book? Yeah. Oh, I've seen that book before. Is that in frame? Okay, good, good. Um, he won the Calder Trophy in 1970. After posting a league-leading 15 shutouts, that's still an NHL record, a 2.17 goals against average, and an NHL best 932 save percentage. He's a three-time winner of the Vezina Trophy given to the NHL goaltender, a judge to be best at his position. Six-time All-Star. Jersey retired and in 1997 was named to the NHL's top 100 players of all time list. He is the Blackhawks' all-time leader in wins, 418, shutouts, 74, and games played for a goalie, 873, and he is a Hockey Hall of Famer as of 1998. According to Robert Marvin Hole, Tony was the backbone of our team. He won many games for us. There's there the, you go. Yeah, There's the Isbin what? number if you're curious. Book. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, I've six, got a copy of that book. And $22 I'm, in Canada. Wow. I've got a copy of that book, and uh, I'm hoping one day the, to meet the author to sign it for me. That'd be kind of yeah. a cool addition to my library. But um, we'll see if he's I don't around. Know. Yeah, I don't. I, I, don't I heard. That. I heard he's hard. I heard he's hard to get a hold of. I don't have good scores on how to right. make that happen. Yeah. So for those uh, that weren't watching on the internet, the book I was holding up is the Big Fifty Chicago Blackhawks <laughs> by me, Jay Zawaski, and forward by Dave Boland. Available wherever fine books are sold uh, via Triumph Books. So there you go. Good stuff. And if you want one, email me and I'll send you a signed one. Hey, that's nice. That? Is, that all, is that all I had to do? Damn. Well, you got to pay for it. <laughs> oh, I need to detail. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Tony Esposito. Yes, yes that guy. Um, yeah, he was about as good as it gets as far as NHL goaltending. And the fun part was that uh, the Blackhawks literally got him for nothing. He actually played a handful of games with the hated Montreal Canadiens. And then the Blackhawks got him in the 1969 NHL interleague draft, which was, uh, yes, very nice year for an interleague draft. Um, The interleague draft was kind of like what waivers are today. It's essentially the same thing where teams had to leave certain players unprotected. And then they had an actual draft in order of like how worst team from the previous year goes first. They could pick any one of these unprotected players. And they did that every year until like the mid 70s, I want to say. And this was back uh, so when there was only like 10 teams, right? Tw- 12 teams 12, at this point. 12, yeah, this yeah, was yeah. two years after the, the major expansion. So the Hawks had the second pick in that draft, and they took Tony Esposito from the Montreal Canadiens. Now, don't feel too bad for the Canadiens. Even though the Canadiens went third, and they picked a goalie named Jack Norris from the Blackhawks. I think the Hawks won that deal. But don't feel too bad for the Canadiens because the reason they left a talented young goalie like Tony Esposito unprotected was because they had a young goalie of their own named Ken Dryden, who last time I checked was pretty darn good too. Yeah. Uh, beat the Hawks and Esposito in two Stanley Cup finals during the 70s Hall of Famer himself. So you can kind of compare that a little bit to what uh, we talked about the other day when the Hawks had Ed Belfort and Dominic Hasek together. Yep. Like there's only one, there's only one net. And especially back in 1969, your starter pretty much played every game. Like it wasn't today where you need two goalies to get through a whole season. Your goalie, right. if he didn't play every game, it was because he was hurt. So there was no reason to keep him around. Um, so a big, uh, one of the few best transactions the Hawks ever made was making that pick. And uh, as you mentioned, 15 shutouts in in his rookie season. I mean, there's it's incredible. There's there's like great goaltenders. 
throughout the ages that didn't have 15 shutouts their entire career. Right. And he did it as a rookie in one season. That's a record I don't think is ever going to get broken. I don't no. see that one coming down. Not in this day and age. For rookie goaltenders to be that dominant, I just don't see that happening. I feel like nowadays, if a, if a goalie, not a rookie or veteran, if they get like six or seven in a season, it's like, wow, like that was that's impressive. To get 15, oh, <laughs> not to mention Crazy. the era in which he played was yeah like, do you see the highlights and the goalies are like maybe if i throw my arms up and jump i'll stop the goal like there was just yeah you know I mean? yeah the nets were as big as soccer nets back then like and they had no pads uh, like it was, how did i not yeah. stop that i just fell backwards hoping it would hit me um right and, and you know one of the early innovators of the butterfly along with uh Trechiak and jock plant uh, those are like Tony O and those two are, are kind of the first three that are really credited with uh, playing the butterfly style, which led to, I mean, that's still the most popular style of goaltending used today. Uh, and it's a reason that he had such dominant numbers as a goalie when a lot of his, um, con- uh, what, what do you call it? Uh, contemporaries did not, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, the thing I loved about Tony O too was that he was just very happy to bend the rules equipment-wise. Um, there's stories of him sewing netting uh, but in his five-hole. So he would just sew a little <laughs> bit of fishing, like, you know, uh, nylon between his thighs. So he'd go down on the knees for the butterfly, and there's a little bit more there to stop the puck than you would expect. Um, he would over He would stuff and unstuff the pads for uh, the NHL, you know, when they would come in and measure how thick the goalie pads were. He would unstuff it like a couch cushion. Then they would leave and he'd sew, unsew it, stuff the cushioning back in. These were this. Uh, and look, he was one of everybody in the league that found their little ways to to lie, cheat, and steal. Right, their way oh, through yeah. the sport. It just oh, yeah. wasn't as policed as it if, is now. If you if you ain't cheating, you ain't playing. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And an innovator for the mask as well. Um, you know, had the plastic plastic like the Jason style mask. Um, but then took some pucks to the face and was getting cut by the mask a lot. And that's when he implemented kind of like the steel bars around the eyes a little bit. So he, and he did all this stuff himself. He made his mask. He made his uh, blockers, like everything he wore, he made in like his garage, which is incredible. I mean, <laughs> it's just so funny. I mean, it, that was the era. Like in the know? grand scheme of things though, that wasn't that long ago in history. Like just look how far hockey and sports have come in terms of equipment and it took the players yeah. and something like we talk about Stan McKee all the time, like accidentally curving a stick and being like, Whoa, wait a minute. This is a huge <laughs> advantage. Uh, yeah. These guys took it upon themselves to innovate. And then the industry sort of followed behind them. Could you imagine like some NFL linebacker in his garage? Like, I don't want to get so many concussions and he's, you know, crafting a helmet in his, (laughs) it's just just crazy to think about with these hockey players. It's a, it's a sport that was play, you know, that was expensive to play and guys had to find a way to be able to play even before Mm -hmm. they got to the league, you know, make yourself skates, make yourself a stick, make yourself gloves, whatever. Uh, These guys found a way. And Antonio was one of the best uh, innovators in that department. Well, it wasn't that long ago that, Players still had to get their own equipment. <clears throat> uh, my dad used to take us to the original Gunzos in Forest Park in the 80s, like the Saturday before training camp started, because he knew the store would be full of Blackhawks players <laughs> buying their skates and pads for the <laughs> yeah. season. And that's how we met 
we met, you know, guys from the eighties. I still have a Kurt Frazier autograph somewhere that I got while he was getting measured for skates at Gunzo's. So like, <laughs> and that was 35 years ago, not that long ago. Can you imagine, you know, Patrick Kane walking down to the Madison Avenue Gunzo and getting some new skates, you know, because the team isn't provided, or I should say the company Sponsor. isn't providing it for him anymore. It, it wasn't crazy. that long ago. Hey, hey I, I noticed the product placement <laughs> earlier. Nice. Nice. Nice Very job. nice. Sponsor up, us, though. For those listening, I held up my BioSteel, uh, which I tried on a like on a whim, and it's actually pretty damn good. The new uh, it is the I official enjoy drink it. of the NHL. Yeah, it's, yes, it's not bad. I enjoy it. Um, okay. They told Gatorade to kick it. Yes, <laughs> give us those cardboard boxes. Um, <laughs> but as we're seeing in the chat, I think the biggest reason Tony Esposito is as beloved as he is is not necessarily because of how great he was on the ice. He was a legitimate gentleman yes. an amazing guy everybody has a tony esposito story that whenever they met him whether there was as a kid or as an adult he was genuine and he was nice we all have stories i have a great story we could we could share our stories and we're seeing it in the chats i don't i've never met somebody that met tony esposito and was like god that guy was such a jerk to me he was a genuine <laughs> guy no. and he had time for everybody yes. him and stan makita mm -hmm. were cut from the same cloth absolutely just real guys they didn't fake it they wanted to meet you they wanted to talk to you they wanted to thank you for giving them mm -hmm. the ability to live out their dreams they, they never took it for granted and that was that's part of the reason tony esposito is as beloved as he is to this day is because he was a f he was a, a fan himself and and was a fan of yours more than you were a fan of his <laughs> genuine is the right word for it. it like yeah so in all my years at the score you know mitch would anytime a hawk would come around mitch would introduce me as hey this is our station's hockey guy and he'll be like oh nice to meet you whatever tony o when he came in actually was like oh like how did you like what do you do like how did you get into hockey and like what do you, he was like genuinely interested in what it meant for me to be the station's hockey guy Whereas yeah. almost everybody else who's ever been introduced to me that way, they're like, oh, cool. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm not, I'm not judging right. that at all. Like <laughs> I, it might be pretty obvious what that means. Right. Um, but Tony O was genuinely like, oh, how'd you get into that? Like, did you specialize in it in school? I'm like, no, you know, I've, I've just always been a fan. Then the Hawks got good. And then I kind of raised my hand when they needed someone to do it. He's like, oh, that's funny. You know? Yeah. It was bad for a while. I like he was he was genuinely genuinely interested in that journey or at least pretended to be <laughs> as to how I would become Probably a radio station hockey guy. Yeah. It was, I, I was yeah. sort of like, Oh, no one's really ever asked me that before. So thank you. And I, I'll always remember that. I mean, before the Blackhawks had their ambassador program, he was an ambassador for the Blackhawks. Yeah. Like it just, just the way that he, he presented himself and, and, and yeah, just the interactions with, with, with fans, um, you know, taking the time out to uh, to at a at a signing, be able to just talk with basically everybody who came through. And um, two of the two of the pieces of memorabilia that I have that I I just will absolutely treasure um, that you can see are missing from my uh, beautiful display. Uh, one is this nice Tony Esposito signed hockey puck. Yeah, and I say that signature he, too. Yeah, you can. It says Tony Esposito. <laughs> you can read it. Yeah, look at that. T O N Y. Like, yeah, it's just. It's not just a scratch, and you just write oh number thirty five. Like, it's it's a it's a you know it takes some time to 
you know, write it out and know who, who this, who the signature is. But, um, I was at the, uh, the Blackhawks store, uh, on Michigan Ave. They had a signing and, uh, went there, got a puck signed. And, you know, he, he asked, he said, like, Hey, you know, where are you originally from Chicago? Where are you from? And I was like, Oh no, I'm, uh, from Kenosha. And, and he went into this story, uh, about in, about how in, I think it was in the, in the late seventies, he and uh, Bobby Hall did a uh, a signing in, in at a at a card store in Kenosha, and he talked about like you know being being at the store and meeting the fans and all this stuff, and you know it was just like yeah, like, kind of like with UJ, he was just like yeah. So how'd you become a Blackhawks fan? And it was just like I was like, what is happening here? Like, <laughs> like you know, it was the Tony, first I'm time. Very nervous. Please let me walk away. <laughs> yeah, it was the first time. First time I had ever, you know, uh, you know, interacted with him at at all. Uh, only time, really. And um, yeah, it was just, it was just uh, really crazy to be to be talking with him and having a genuine conversation, um, and not necessarily only about the Blackhawks. Like he asked me about, you know, growing up in Kenosha and his his memories of going of going there uh for for the signing and like where they went to lunch and stuff. it was just it was just really cool and um the other thing that i got signed there was a big picture of himself uh and i got it signed uh to my dad oh, to cool. re- to reciprocate my dad when i was when i was younger giving me his tony esposito oh. signed photo from the i don't know the exact year but this is this is old this is from the 70s and there's the uh, the very legible oh, cool. Tony S Tony Esposito signature to Jim. That's my dad. And uh, yeah, so I, re- I remember my dad giving me this when I was um, really young, probably around the same time I was like getting into hockey. So this is probably, you know, when I was like eight, nine years old. And what's really cool here is it, what it's funny, really. You see on the photo, the uh, the very carefully airbrushed out Blackhawks uh, logos <laughs> off of his uniform, because I'm sure this was not an officially licensed photo that was uh, that was signed by Tony. But you know uh, what yeah, that reminds that's 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 pretty cool there. That reminds me of Jay probably remembers as Mario, probably a wee too young. But remember when like uh, used to get baseball cards and cereal boxes mm-hmm. And I that. Okay. the hats were always blank because they didn't have the rights. So <laughs> yeah. it was just the player's name, not the team. And the hat was always blank because they didn't have the rights to, to the actual team logos. I think like post cereal used to always have yeah. the baseball cards. I used to have cards like that. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's what that <laughs> and now isn't something ha- like now there is one is maybe upper deck is the only card company that can publish logos now. I feel like I someone, that's true. someone, yes, yeah, so, there's, there's you, one, it's not there's one company. There's one company that, that has like the licensing in it. I, upper deck sounds like that's what it is. It's what, mm-hmm. whichever one it is. So now tops baseball cards, the hats and the jerseys don't have logos on them. That's lame. It's, t- it's Great. terrible. Crazy. Uh, the other thing like that too, is in this year's version of MLB, the show, if you play diamond dynasty, they didn't have time to um, replace the Indian jerseys with Guardians on the digital cards. So all the uh-huh. Cleveland players have just blank white jerseys, not in the game, but on like the collectible cards you oh, use for the, the Diamond the, Dynasty. Um, interesting, so interesting. interesting. I think they've updated some of like the bigger players. Like as the year goes on, they release new ones, but some of like the like middle is, reliever types. <laughs> is uh, Ricky Vaughn in a Guardians jersey yet? Is he still yeah, around? I don't know. Um, I don't know. No, my, my, I've got a, a, a Tony Esposito story that falls in line with what we've been saying. Um, when Rocky Wirtz wrote his book, uh, 
four or five years ago, whatever that was. Tony Esposito uh, wrote the foreword, and at my previous job at the Hockey Writers, they the publisher reached out and asked if someone wanted to do a review of the book. Being the Blackhawks guy, uh, I volunteered, and I got to interview both Rocky Wirtz and Tony Esposito for the article on the book. And uh, the, the Rocky Wirtz interview was eh, it was about what you expect, and then but the Tony Esposito interview, you know, I called him. And we talked about the Wirtz family in the book for like 15 minutes. And I was on the phone with him for over an hour because I mentioned <laughs> in passing during a follow-up question or something that I was doing scouting at the time. And that literally led to a 45-minute conversation. He wanted to know who I was scouting for. He wanted to know what kind of players I was looking for. Who's the best 16-year-old in the country right now? He even mentioned <laughs> to me, you know, my brother Phil used to do a lot of scouting. Like, I didn't know that. Phil, you have a brother? Who's this Phil guy? I wish <laughs> yeah. the Blackhawks once had him. Um, but literally talked to me for over 45 minutes about me and what I was trying to do after we had done the interview for the book. It was so surreal. Like I was expecting to talk to the guy for 10 minutes. And like when I hung up the phone and I looked, it said like 73 minute call. And I was like, this was the coolest thing ever. Like, it, and I, I record, I had him on speakerphone. I was recording the, uh, the conversation and I still have the audio file saved. I'm never going to delete that. Oh, one. Yeah. So it was nah, so cool. Not at all. Um, so yeah, that was my, t- I mean, and that falls in line with pretty much everybody else's story. Tony Esposito never wanted to talk about himself. He wanted to talk to you, some guy he literally met eight seconds ago. He wanted to learn about everything you're doing and why. And that was just his personality, just who he was. Um, yeah. He was like, he was like everybody's grandpa. Yeah. We've got a question from Nate in the chat it says for those of us from the, for those of us that never got to see him play, is there a modern player comp to Tony? Uh, we didn't really get, I never got to see him play either. But like I said earlier, the butterfly style, he was one of the early innovators. So you'll see shades of Tony Esposito and most goalies in the league right now, right? Um, yeah, that that influence, yeah. Yep, uh, solid positionally. Um, obviously, with, <laughs> with the butterfly and the fishnets between his legs, <laughs> pretty solid in the five-hole division. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, good glove hand. A lot of the highlights of him are, you know, for a guy from that era, making a lot of like highlight real modern style, you know, f- like with flair, the glove save and things like that. Like he was not Mark just Fleury special. Yeah, he was not just a, um, <laughs> you know, not just a big body in the net that was strong positionally. He also had, from what I understand, uh, the reflexes and the uh, ability to, you know, to to make some pretty highlight real saves. So, I mean, look, you, every goalie in the league right now, you know, owes a debt of gratitude to Tony O and and Vladislav Trechiak and uh, Jacques Plante and all those that use the uh, butterfly to start. And I mean, like Patrick Waugh is the king of the butterfly. Um, it's just it it has become the most effective style of goaltending, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon because you're basically taking away the lower 75% of the net just by being in, you know, position and in that, you know, butterfly, I guess you'd call it a pose or a stance. Um, it's, there's a reason it's been effective for as long as it's been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's hard to make a direct comparison to a player today because the, the game has evolved. So especially that position has evolved so much, but as you mentioned it, he was an innovator of the style that, pretty much every goalie uses right now. So you can pretty much say, you know, he's uh, the the modern goaltending started with Tony Esposito and Plock and Trenchiak, those guys. 
Uh, but to say like he's exactly like you know Andre Vasilevsky, that's not you can't really make that comparison now just because of the way the game has changed since then. I kind of liked your, your flurry comp was interesting to me. Um, that seems kind of kind of similar. Yeah. I would say flurry maybe would would was a little more acrobatic, especially in his prime, uh, than what I know about Esposito, but. Yeah, Flurry I mean, can Flurry could sometimes look like a '70s goalie when he's just kind of fl- flailing out there <laughs> trying to make the save at all costs. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they'll do that. So yeah, I think that's that's pretty good. Yeah, that's that's a pretty there good you go. Comparison. All right, I just came up with that. Nicely done. All right, nice. And <laughs> b- you know, both both from Montre- uh, the Montreal area. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got our play of the week. Our points bet play of the week is uh, today. And hold on, is- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh oh, not from Montreal. Sault oh. Ste. Marie. Yeah, he's an Ontario boy. He's played, one of John Terry's John Terry's people. Played for Montreal. My yeah, fault. That counts. I needed needed to reference my old nineteen seventies uh <laughs> See? card here to make sure Who I Who needs the, the interwebs when you got a nineteen seventies yeah. Tony Esposito autograph? Very, very conveniently sized. You can keep that in your pocket there. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Go ahead, Jay. I'm sorry. No, it's 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 points for play of the week, and Greg is the maestro of the play of the week, so I know he's he is perusing the points bet app right now. And if you oh, want to peruse the app yourself, download right. it, use that promo code CHGO when you sign up and your first well, two th- bets will be risk free up to two thousand dollars. I think um, uh, we're, I'm going to defer this week to Mario. Oh, um, right. Mario volunteered, I believe, earlier. Um, since I'm this. I'm really good at coming so close, but <laughs> missing. I'm going to let Mario try his hand of maybe actually winning one. of these. All right. Fair enough. We'll see. We'll see. Um so the Cubs tonight are at the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, Nick Lodolo against Drew Smiley on the mound. Feel the dreams game. Yeah, Feel the dreams that's, game. That's, that's going to bring in the national audience. Oh, boy. Can't wait for that pitching matchup. So I am uh, I'm, I'm going to go a little exotic here with this. With this okay, because right. because let's uh, make it interesting, right? It's yes. an interesting game. Make it interesting. Uh, We're going to go with the three way money line through the first three innings. We're going to put it on the Cubs. At plus 140. So there is your points bet pick of the week for tonight's Cubs Reds game. Field of Dreams, first three innings, picking the Cubs to have the lead at that point. Love it. All right. Download the points bet app. Use that promo code CHGO when you do, and you'll get two risk free bets up to $2,000. And with the $50 or more first time deposit, you'll get that free CHGO membership. Speaking of CHGO, join allchgo.com, become a member. Make sure you uh, smash the like button if you're watching us on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, podmachine.org, <laughs> you know, whatever it is, wherever fine yeah. podcasts are, are produced, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Uh, do the, us a uh, solid and do that. I'm going to look up podmachine.org <laughs> right now. <laughs> guarantee you pod machine exists in some way it and might if not it's be not a domain that exists i am buying it lock it up yeah there you go site cannot be reached ah damn it I, did I, you try dot net no you know what i think i just crashed it 
Uh, so many people are listening and, and wanting to subscribe to our podcast that it just crashed. That's the only explanation. Um, Thepodmachine.org <laughs> available as well. See? So money. See? All right, let's jump on <laughs> the, that. The original Podmachine. <laughs> we need to get that site, and then when people click on it, it automatically goes to the CHGO membership sign-up page. I love it. See? There you now are. you're thinking. Now you're thinking with your head. Uh, Not so, just the hat rack. Yes, exactly. So do us all those favors, please. It's very, very helpful when you do. Um, a little bit of news. Robin Leonard uh, of the Golden Knights out for the season with a hip injury. So the hits keep coming for the Knights, which I know hip, just really upsets Greg. Surgery. Oof, hip yeah, surgery. That's not good for a goalie. I'm no goaltending expert, but I think you kind of need to have some flexible hips to play that position. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, tough. Um, that's tough. You hate to see it. You really do. I mean, I'm not I'm not gloating because Robert Leonard is hurt, but anytime something bad happens to the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, it puts a smile on my face. And uh, But obviously, I'm not rooting for an injury to Robert Leonard, who was – well liked when he was here in Chicago, but um, as we're seeing, yeah. maybe not giving him that long-term deal was the best move. Hindsight being twenty twenty, as it always is. Of course. Good job, Stan Bowman. Ah, that's three dollars. Three bucks. That's right. There's another dollar for our. Oh <laughs> my gosh! For our I board got ads. Three bucks. Lawrence, when we get off the air, can you do us a favor? Can you uh, can you write down on a piece of paper, J.O.'s $3 and throw it in the jar so we don't I'm way ahead of you. Oh, there we see, go. this yeah. is why. I got a running total. I got to update it now. I mean, this, this is why you are who you are and you make us who we are. Lawrence is always on the ball. All right. The other bit uh, of news. Not Mike, to, Michael, Michael here uh, in the chat. Oh, so yeah. Sorry. He, he himself just had hip surgery. It took eight months to recover. Still not fully the same. So, oof. Can you still get in the butterfly, yeah. Michael? That's the question. I don't yeah, know. Th this could be one we'll of those um, Robin Leonard doesn't play anymore sort of things. And I hope it's not because he is, if nothing else, he is entertaining as hell. Um, I mean, he's a good goalie. Yeah. Yes. He's not He's not bad. It's just, you know, people uh, sometimes have been rubbed the wrong way by him. But, well, he's a yeah, hockey player I mean, that speaks his mind, and we know how that goes. Yeah, not well most times. Yeah. So, um, all right. We also want to take a second to acknowledge um, a lot of people reached out to us yesterday. Uh, I know this is not a household name for everybody uh, that is watching the podcast right now, but Ben Stelter uh, is the little Oilers fan who was battling brain cancer uh, and was a big part of the Oilers uh, Stanley Cup run um, over the last year and he passed away yesterday. So a uh, statement from his father, Mike, uh, it literally just jumped away from me. As I said that, hold on, jeez. We have the, uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The tweet up here, here. Yeah. The world so. lost the most special boy and an absolute hero last night. Ben, you were the best son we could ever hope for. And you were my best bud ever. Your sisters were so lucky to have you. Uh, as such a sweet brother, you fought so long and so hard and beat so many odds. And there's pictures of him here with, uh, Connor McDavid and his family at various Oilers games. So um, I just wanted to say this is very sad. And and we are talking kind of off the air about this. And um, whenever you see a kid in this situation, you know the ending is uh, usually soon and usually very sad. Um, but I think we spend a lot of time. We spent a lot of time on this episode um, being critical of hockey for various things. And I think they do um, – the Oilers, what they did for Ben um, when he was dealing with this um, is remarkable. Um, taking him on the ice, letting him in the locker room, truly making him as much of a part of the team as they could do. 
um, yeah. to help those last few months of his life be as memorable as they possibly could. Um, so well done, Edmonton Oilers. Well done, NHL, who is, they've gone out of their way to put their own tributes out for him. And we've seen, you know, throughout the years, like when stories like this happen, I think too, last year, this is not really the same thing, but the Kraken fan who spotted the cancer on the neck of the Kraken oh, yeah. uh, coach. Um, and the NHL mm-hmm. did a really good job of highlighting that story. And if you want to be cynical and say, you know, yeah, this is a really easy thing for the league to do. And it's something they're just trying to look good doing whatever the, the, the right thing was done. And, and for that story and for Ben, we're showing the video here on YouTube of him and Connor McDavid's relationship, um, which is obviously very special to both of them. Uh, very, very cool. Very well done. Oilers, uh, very well done NHL and uh, rest in peace, Ben. It's uh, just really yeah. sad. And as a parent, uh, this is the sort of thing that you dread and have nightmares about. And uh, hopefully for Ben, his the last few months of his life were filled with happy memories. And uh, the suffering he went through was made a little bit easier by Connor McDavid and his Oilers teammates. So, yeah, just want to take a minute and acknowledge that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 tough. And six, geez, six years old. <laughs> That's yeah. um, yeah. Good on the uh, good on the Oilers to um to 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 do that for ben um and his family and and to uh provide them with those uh those memories and those those stories and that support and um this was much more than an oilers thing yeah you know this became a hockey world thing and um you see the uh the outpouring of uh of love across the league for for ben and his family and it's um it's tough it's tough um so yeah yeah, it, it's absolutely heartbreaking. Kudos to the Oilers for, you know, doing everything they did to even if it was for a brief moment that you were you were able to give Ben and his family a reprieve and and make them feel like things are okay, even if it was for just a few seconds that then it was all worth it, regardless of what people if you want to be cynical and say it's just a PR push, it doesn't matter because you put smiles on fa- and, the face and, of a child and, and that making- was fighting a losing battle and i can't imagine i'm not a parent i can't imagine what it's like to go through this i've had to go through the loss of two very important people in my life my father and my partner over over 10 years and to just sit there with no control and feel helpless while you watch something like this happen it's the absolute worst i would not wish it on my worst enemy i mean, i can't even imagine what that yeah. is like for your child and and so it's it's heartbreaking and, and my my heart goes to the entire family uh and just you know and anybody who who's going through something like this it's just brutal and yeah. it, it's just i can't imagine what it's like so um what, you know the reason the tweet jumped and i just you may have heard the audio pop up i actually uh <laughs> hit the sound bar uh connor mcdavid zach hyman and jay woodcroft are literally uh doing a press conference about ben as we speak oh, and i was wow, just okay. sort of looking at that video to see like is this happening now is it already recorded and that's if you heard those voices that's what that was um and connor mcdavid clearly very uh very shaken up and it's just uh it's something for the biggest name in hockey to, t- to, you know, to go out today and say, I need to talk about this. Uh, it's, it's good. Oh, yeah. And I think McDavid's a guy who a lot of people, and we joke about it too, like not the most exhilarating personality in the NHL, but uh, made a really big impact on Ben's life. And, and, yeah. uh, and, and I know Connor would probably say that Ben did the same for him. So anyway, I think that's a really good spot to end the show today. Um, 
tomorrow, Friday, we are audio only. Uh, we're going to record around 11 o'clock, so look for the episode to come out around 12.30 or so. Uh, we are going to talk about, as of now, unless some big news breaks, uh, the development plan for Lucas Reichel. Earlier this week, Scott Powers uh, wrote a little uh, Q&A piece for The Athletic and mentioned that the organizational plan for now is for Lucas Reichel to start the season in Rockford. Is that the best thing to do? We will discuss that and much more tomorrow on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.